Hey, this is Jeremy Zev Bannett, and you're listening to Usodeblocks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you like these types of ideas and you want to explore Torah concepts at a much deeper level, then check out usodeblocks.com, and you can subscribe there and join our growing family of people who are looking to explore Torah at levels of depth that we're all kind of aware are there, all searching for, and all wanting to encounter, but just has not always so easy to find places to do that and to, to learn these types of things. So if you want to see this more in depth, head over there, yesodeblocks.com, and join us. In this series, so we're, we're really going for short things here, and um, this whole podcast series, the goal is to explore actual halacha, things that we do, because what I've just pretty much been dealing with and struggling with myself and what, and kind of talking to lots of other people and, and hearing these types of complaints is that the world of halacha is full of just instructions, directives, things to do, and a lot of the time it's not super easy to see how that world really connects to any of the deeper spiritual concepts and frameworks that we have in the Torah world. And you know, a lot of the, a lot of what we've been doing at Yesod Blocks for for quite some time has been exploring the the spiritual frameworks and the Kabbalah ideas, the Machshava ideas, all these layers and layers and layers of how we work, how we function, how we connect to Hashem, who Hashem is. Like, I don't just mean connect in some kind of vague way, but how to actually mechanically create bridges between us and that which is intangible, endless, and immortal beyond existence. That's really what YesodeBlocks.com is all about. So, but taking that and actualizing it in sort of like the regular day-to-day practice that we're doing, and I think that we all, you know, many of us grow up learning halacha and learning how to do things and learning what to do, um, in Torah, you know, Torah practices, but to bridge the distance, the gap between those actual practices and the underlying mechanics, spiritual mechanics and, and intangible uh, elements of existence that we're m- maybe more hungry for a lot of the time, wanting to understand the depths of existence. So it's harder to do that uh, and to find that, that, that bridge between what we're doing and what it is that we want to be experiencing. So that's what we're going to be doing in this series. And uh, it's going to basically be like uh, tracking the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch is the compendium of Halacha, of Psak. Psak basically means we have all these source materials um, going all the way through the Gemara and the Rishonim. That's, you know, 2,000 years of, of, of Torah literature. Uh, all um, essentially um, compiling and, and accumulating and ultimately culminating in the Shulchan Aruch, which is the, okay, what's the bottom line? What are we supposed to do now? How do we actually practice the things that are in the Gemara, in the Talmud, and, and the Rishonim, and all those commentaries over those thousands of years as they as they analyze and compile and, and, and organize all this information, and so much information. I mean, it's really wild. Just learning through all of that is there's just a uh, seemingly endless pile of books to, to actually cover there to see all the all the backstory to all of the halachos that we have, all the practices that we engage in. And so we're going to use the Shulchan Aruch to track what it is that we're going to be doing, and we're basically going to be picking different halachos, different um, bullet points, different ideas from the Shulchan Aruch itself, and then as we go through them, um, each one just to tie it to the roots, to, to dig from that, that um, initial you know, just what's presented in the Shulchan Aruch itself on the surface, and, and dig through that to the underlying um, intangible and machshava-oriented, Kabbalah-oriented, really all the depths uh, of what's underneath it and how, how it ties together with everything else in the Torah system. One of the core concepts that we have in the machshava world is that is that every part of Torah contains every other part of Torah. It's almost like a holographic system where it's just there's, there, there's like the main 
um, you know, idea. But then every other idea in the Torah, every other concept is all uh, embodied within at the same time. So it's like every, uh, if we wanted to use as an example, there's 613 different mitzvot. That's at least that's what the Gemara says, that there's there's this special number of 613. Um, although you can really break down the mitzvot into many different groupings and bunchings to sort of create different numbers, but there's a specific meaning to that number 613. And so um, those that like that the, the 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 idea here is that every one of those 613 mitzvos actually contains all 612 other ones as almost like subcategories within them. But the main expression of it is the is the 613th. In other words, so give a mitzvah of let's just pick a random one a mitzvah of wearing tzitzis every day. So um, so all other 612 mitzvos are somehow embodied within that. And the 613th actual mitzvah of tzitzis is just being manifest here as the primary um, manifestation, but all the other ones are also present. That's true with all of halacha. And we're, we're, we're really going to be exploring is sort of how every single halacha that we encounter, that they're all of these um, essentially layers that go all the way down to the root and we have to sort of know what the root is. So you'll see as we go what I mean by that. And if you've already been listening to some of Yisod Block's content, you know, on YouTube and on the website, and so then you already have some idea of like some of the roots concepts over here in terms of who Hashem is and and how and what mitzvot exactly are and how they, and what does it mean that they emanate from Hashem and what is our consciousness, what is a neshama. So these are all things that you can explore further again on Yisodblocks.com or on our YouTube channel or uh, other podcast episodes. Um, but that's basically, uh, you know, what we're going to be exploring now, halacha by halacha, tracking through the Shulchan Aruch with each one of these examples. So I want to start in this introductory episode to do the first halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. It's really the very first one, and uh, it's you can you can follow along if you want. If you have a Shulchan Aruch or you have a Mishnah Berurah, there's plenty of ways to follow this along. It's Simon Aleph, which basically means the first, the very first section of the Shulchan Aruch, and it's Seif Aleph, which is in the first section. It's you know chapter one and and. Uh, piece one or bullet one. And so the Shulchan Aruch really opens with this line. It says, A person should be like strong, like a lion, to stand up in the morning, meaning to kind of like get yourself moving in the morning very um, strongly. Uh, for, the, for the service of his creator. Um, that he should be, he should wake up early enough that he actually wakes up the morning. In other words, a person should wake up in the morning means that you should be up before dawn, essentially. In other words, you should try to wake up at an early hour, um, and, uh, and be like a lion standing up in the morning for the service of your creator. Now, this is when you just learn this on the halachic level, so then you're just going to look at it and say, okay, the halacha is exhorting me here to, to wake up early and serve my creator. And that could be a very, you know, sometimes for some people that can initially come across as a very uh, motivating type of statement. Like, yeah, I'm going to be like a lion. I'm going to be inspired now. I'm going to wake up early and then I'm going to, I'm going to serve my creator. Um, the problem is that, that if you don't have clear definitions of what all those things mean in your own mind and what does it really mean to serve your creator, what is your creator, what does it mean to serve him, so then you're going to start running into problems here because you're actually, um, you're, maybe in the beginning you'll have sort of like a short-term inspiration situation where you just feel like, okay, well, you know, my, serving my creator just means doing whatever the halacha is and doing what he says. And that's it. And so you're going to just say, you're going to use it to push yourself to just get up every day on time and early and go and do that. But as time passes, you're going to start to feel that, an, or some people feel this right away, that there is something missing here. In other words, if I don't really know 
what service of my creator means other than just doing whatever it says in the halacha. So then there's not enough of a holistic framework here for me to really work with to actually achieve this. Now, what I mean by that, let's just look at the Mishnah Brura for a second and see his language. And how, really just one line. The very first, if you have if you have the Shulchan Aruch with the Mishnah Brura, you can follow along. Otherwise, I'll just read it. But he writes, Ki adam. He's talking about it in context of serving your creator. This is what a person was created for. We were created to serve our creator. Kamosh Amar he quotes a Pasuk here to say that. Um, and then he gives an example. Maybe your your inner you know your your inner inclination will will pick you up and and move you away from that. Let's say it's in the winter, and, and your inner inclination will say, How could you get up early? It's It's very cold, so you know I can't get up. Oh yes, Yenu or in the summer, your inclination will say to you, How could you get up so early? You still, you still haven't, you still haven't slept enough, so you know you shouldn't, you can't get up yet. Uh, so the, he ends off, Yisgaber, I love you. Should try to to be strong and rise against that. Valyishmalo, don't listen to that inclination. So let's just analyze this for one second. Exactly what's happening. So in the Torah framework, what we have is there's the world of your perceptions, what's called the world of Da'at. And the world of Da'at essentially means that you have lenses that you look out at the world through. In other words, it's not that we see the world just straight as it is. Instead, we have different perceptions, perceptual lenses that we use, that we filter the world through, and then we evaluate the world in the context of or in the light of those lenses. And so one of the problems that we have with these lenses is that there's a certain distortion that has been uh, installed into them. It starts in the very beginning of the Chumash, uh, in the Eitzah Das Tovara story. So there's a, there's a, the story of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, as it's usually translated. And, uh, and what happens in that story is we basically, after eating from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, uh, we actually develop the ability to, to evaluate the world, not through the lens of what's real and what's actually happening in the world, but instead through the lens of what it is that we are particularly interested in, what we like or don't like, what we're, what we're pulled towards, what we're apathetic uh, towards. And so we have that capacity now as a result. And so what's happening here, what you're witnessing in this example, when the Mishnah Brewer writes this and he says, you know, in the winter you're going to feel like you uh, like you don't want to get up because it's so cold. Your inclination is going to tell you, oh, it's too cold to, to stand up to get up early. And in the summer, you're going to say, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to keep sleeping more and more. Well, there's something funny about sleep, right? Think about how sleep works. I and mean, this is kind of how um, our desires in general tend to function. They function in, in a way of inertia. And what that means is that when you are actually asleep, so you want to keep sleeping usually, and when you're awake, you know, many of us face this problem. When we're awake, we want to just keep on staying awake. We go to sleep too late, and then we sleep too late. You know, like we, we have a hard time going to sleep at night. We like to stay up and continue doing whatever it is that we're doing. And then when we're actually sleeping, we want to keep on sleeping and not get up. And both of those, these seemingly contradictory impulses, are basically rooted in this capacity for us to perceive reality through lenses that actually um, shape reality in our minds according to our local wanting. In other words, what it is that we want right now. So what is it you want right now when it's, you know, 12 o'clock at night? Well, whatever it is that you're in the middle of doing, you just want to keep doing that. And sleep will mean you have to stop doing what you want. So you evaluate the situation through that lens of what you want. And you say, oh, now I should just keep on staying awake. And then in the morning when it's when you've been sleeping and you feel like you're really enjoying the sleep, so now you want to sleep more. So now you evaluate the situation through that lens and say, I'm just going to keep on sleeping, even though you'll notice those two perceptions actually contradict. Because the, the nighttime perception is, oh, sleep is something which uh, I don't really want to do. And the morning the perception is sleep is something which I do want to do. And so 
we have this fluidity of perception in which through which we evaluate our, our the world that we're in and our decisions as a result of those of those um, evaluations which contradict all the time because they constantly are reoriented based on what it is that we currently want in a particular moment. And so what we're doing here, what's happening in this in this um, halacha, is that you're actually supposed to be developing a perception that is the counter to what's going on with the Eitz Adas tendency. The Eitz Adas, the tree of knowledge, makes you fluid in your perceptions. That's something which is a hazard because you can literally just bounce from situation to situation, making decisions almost like somewhat in the moment based on what it is that you want or even you know bigger frameworks of what it is that you want without having a real clear understanding of who you are and why you're here and what you're here to do. And so all of the halacha and the Torah and the Torah concepts, the machshava, the kavala, all the deep things that we discuss here, yesod blocks, are all designed, they're coming as a response to the story of the Eitz Hadas. All things in the Chumash after the Eitz Hadas story are coming to correct this very fluid tendency that we have to just flow, flow from perception to perception and evaluate the world through these lenses that are less and less true and more and more uh, tracking our particular wantings. And so what's happening in this very simple halacha, what's, what, it's saying, what it's saying here is a person should be strongly aligned to stand up in the morning for the service of his creator. And the Mishra Brewer, like we said, he adds, that's what you're created for. In other words, you know, if you look at this in a very shallow way, you could just say, oh yeah, because we're just created for that, and so now we have to just serve God. But that's actually not, again, that's that's a very um, halacha superficial level of understanding here, because what's really operating here is a perception level um, insight, which is that if you know why you are here, if you know what you're here to do, if you know your purpose in life, then instead of your perceptions just flowing around what it is that you want locally, you'll be able to actually anchor your perceptions to that core uh, you know, mission that you're on, and then you can actually direct your activities as a function of what it is that you're that you're really here to do. This is actually, you know, this this idea has been co-opted by many um, very wealthy, successful entrepreneurs. You can find this in many entrepreneurial books by you know these types of authors, Elon Musk, you know, Steve Jobs. It's just lots of people who really articulate this point, which is that when you know what you're here to do, what you're here for, so then everything else kind of builds itself around that, and and then and then instead of you kind of being more a victim of your life, and your life is kind of happening to you, you can actually happen to your life. And so this halacha here is not just, you know, telling you uh, to do some kind of religious practice to wake up early on time because you have to just serve God in a vague way. When you understand that you are actually an endless fragment of divine consciousness that is inside the world, and then you are supposed to live in a way that reflects that, but you can have a choice whether you're actually going to just let your perceptions flow away from that awareness, from that, if you can have a self-image that is not in harmony with that. Let's say, you know, you could see yourself as an endless divine fragment of consciousness, and then you could actually, uh, if you perceive yourself that way, you'll have that lens, then you'll evaluate everything that you do through that lens, and everything that you do will be a reflection of that truth. That is literally the meaning of serving Hashem, because if you are a fragment of Hashem in the world and you want to serve Hashem, it really means you need to be who you really are. You need to reflect into the world the truth of yourself as an aspect of Hashem's larger self. Hashem is the big Anochi, and you are the little fragment of that self, the, the small light to his big light, the, the moon to his sun that reflects Hashem's light into the world through you. But if you let your perceptual flow capacity that comes from the Eitz Adas, if you let that start to 
dictate your perceptions to go in different directions based on what it is that you locally are pulled towards right now, then you will stop reflecting the light of the sun and you will stop being the moon to the sun that is Hashem. And instead you'll just be whatever it is that you think you are. And then you're going to be essentially a victim of your own circumstance, a victim of your own life, and just become whatever it is that your local situation dictates. And so that essentially is what, that, that's, that's what's embedded inside of this halacha, that you should be strong like a lion. In other words, you have to fight to develop the perception of yourself that is true. To, 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 deep, to deepen the, the das that you have, that you are actually an aspect of Hashem. You do that by learning Torah and absorbing perceptions that are true, that re- accurately reflect what your situation is. So you do that, and then you're supposed to stand up and be strong like a lion in the morning, start your day from that perception, and just go from there and flow from there, la'avodasboro, to serve your creator. In other words, to reflect and to manifest the root of who you are. The cre- your creator is not just somebody over there in the sky that you have to look up to and say, there's my creator, I need to do what he says down here. You have to recognize that, that, that the Torah framework of creation is that all things flow from Hashem's self, and you yourself are an aspect of Hashem's self. You're a subcategory, a microcosm of the macrocosm that Hashem's consciousness ocean actually is, and that's the nature of your actual self. That's who you are at the root. So doing mitzvot and living halacha is an expression of that. It's not something which is supposed to be, well, there's me, and there's God over there, and I have to do what he says, otherwise I start getting in trouble. So... When you have that recognition, exactly what the Mishnah says, that is why you were created. You're you are literally put here as a as a as a reflection of Hashem's self in the world. And so you're supposed to start your day with that perception. You're supposed to actually work hard to develop that perception. And then when you wake up, you should actually just activate that immediately and see yourself as a reflection of divine self encased in a physical body. And even though your physical body has all these flowing tendencies, it wants to keep sleeping, it wants to not sleep at night, it wants to keep sleeping in the morning, all these contradicting tendencies, all, all tracking after what it is that, that it wants. But when you can identify yourself as the truth of who you really are and have a clear perception of yourself, then all those things basically are ignored because they simply have nothing to do with the real you. They are only there to be harnessed. When it's time to sleep, you can activate the desire for sleep. When it's time to wake up, you can activate the desire to wake up. And you can do that at will once you have a clear underlying perception of the real truth of who you are, as opposed to just being a victim of all of these other perceptions that flow through you. So that's basically, that. that's the first halacha we're going to do here. I hope that you see a little bit more now how we're going from the root concepts all the way through to the practical halacha um, and how the practical halacha really is rooted in these root concepts. And we're just going to keep on developing these. So hopefully we'll do this every day. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks again so much for joining and for listening. And check out yesodablocks.com if you want more in-depth content of this nature. And I look forward to having you join me tomorrow.